Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I know it's been a little while since you've heard from me, but I have been enjoying having these special guests. And when you join me next time, we will have another special guest. So make sure you tune in next week. But I have to say, I find it hard to believe that we are almost in September and fall is just around the corner. Not to mention there's a lot of Christmas decorations already making their appearance. This year has simply flown by and not been what most of us had planned for, but I am glad that God is in control and I'm so happy you could join me today. And speaking of happiness, did you know that it is National Happiness Happens Month? Yes, that is actually a thing and here is a little history behind it. Once upon a time, a real group called the Secret Society of Happy People, make sure you say that five times fast, that'll really get you going. They decided to dedicate a day to the pursuit of happiness. Members of the society wanted to let happy feelings linger inside them every day. In 2000, the Secret Society of Happy People expanded the celebration to Happiness Happens Month in August. To be honest, I found this so fascinating. The word happy is tossed around casually and is often the pursuit of many, so much so that it's even in our constitution, the pursuit of happiness. With so much chaos and negativity flying around lately, it can be hard to remember when we were all happy. And what does it mean to be happy, truly happy, biblically happy? As I began to meditate and research this topic, I found some interesting thoughts that I would like to share with you. So let's get started on our quest for happiness. Here is what the dictionary defines as happiness, the quality or state of being happy, good fortune, pleasure, contentment, joy. Now, I also did a little digging about where the word happy originated from, and here is what I discovered. Happy hails from the Middle English word hap meaning good luck. Many of the early European words for happy actually refer to good luck rather than a feeling of joy. On its own, happy means an enjoyable or satisfied state of being. That last little phrase, satisfied state of being, caught my interest because we are to be satisfied in who we are in Christ and those that find that satisfaction are happy. Happiness is a choice. And it does not mean you are problem-free. That kind of life doesn't exist. But what it does mean is that wherever I am, whatever state I am, I can choose to be happy and content like the Apostle Paul stated. Of course, we can't walk around with big smiles on our face. That wouldn't be natural. So how does the Bible define happiness? Or at least, where is the word used and in what circumstance? What are some things that are linked to happiness? I looked up several verses with the word happy in it, and I wanted to just walk through some of them with you. I'm not going to go through all, but I just wanted to find a few that I had and just talk through some simple, short points. So nothing too deep. Here's the first one, and I'm going to go through them in chronological order. 1 Kings 10 verse 8. Happy are thy men. Happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. This was spoken by the Queen of Sheba after her visit with King Solomon. She recognized that Solomon's servants were happy because they got to hear his wisdom, a wisdom that came from God. God's wisdom yields happiness because it gives us the guidance we need to walk through life. And we have it better than the servants because it is written down for us to reread over and over again. 
That is truly something to be happy about. Our next verse is found in the book of Job, chapter 5, verse 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth, therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. Now, how can happiness and correction even be in the same sentence? But they can. Let's unpack this a little. When I was little and I did something wrong, which was very often, I was not happy because of the guilt I carried inside. I knew that I had done something wrong and that heavy weight of guilt hindered my ability to be happy. When I confessed it to my parents, they did forgive me, but also punished me correctly, not because they were mean, but because they loved me. They wanted the best for me. We can be happy when God corrects us because he does it out of love, not hate or just to make our life miserable. He wants the very best for us, just like my parents did for me. And sometimes that means there will be corrections, but we will always be the better for it. Okay, our third verse is Psalms 128 verse 2. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Now we find work and happiness in the same verse, but this is certainly true. How many times have you found yourself singing as you do work around the house or even at your job? I remember the song from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs called Whistle While You Work. My mom loved that song and it even had it as her ringtone for a while. Her co-workers always smiled and laughed when it would go off. Truly, there is a certain satisfaction and happiness that comes from working, and I think it's because we have accomplished something. When we are done, we can look at our work and smile. Number four is Psalms 144 verse five. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Now this may seem like an obvious one. Of course we are happy that God is our God, but let's pause a moment and think about it. Does our countenance reflect our relationship with God? Can the world look at us and see a group of happy Christians? Sadly, our face does not always speak happiness. We are usually caught up in the affairs of the world, the hustle and bustle of life, that we forget the wonder of whose we are, that our God is our God. We are children of the Most High God, and He delights in us. But do we delight in Him? Let's make it a point to stop what we are doing and just meditate on the goodness of our God and the fact that he is our God and we are his children. I know that when we do, we will realize just how happy of a people we are. Our next one has a little different vibe and is found in Proverbs 14, 21. He that despises his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Now, the word mercy has the idea to stoop in kindness to an inferior, and the word poor can infer like a depressed in mind or circumstances. So if we put this together, it's like it's saying he that stoops in kindness to an inferior or to one who is depressed in mind or circumstances is happy. When I say inferior, now I'm not meaning that they are less of a person, but what I am saying is that they are in a bad way. They may be hurting from something that has just happened like a loved one who died or their child has cut off communication with them. Maybe it's their circumstances. They just lost their job or are just struggling to make it. Maybe they are facing loneliness and the cares of the world are just weighing them down. When we stoop down, and offer them kindness, 
it is not only a blessing to them, but it yields happiness for us. And I want to spend just a moment here, if I may. How can we claim to be God's representation to a lost and dying world if we don't care for our own? Because I think that is our greatest impact. If we heard of a man who had done great things for God by giving of his substance and time to help those in need, yet we met his family and they were dressed with only the bare minimum and looked sad and lonely, wouldn't that make us stop and wonder? Wouldn't you have expected him to give to his family too to make sure that their needs were met and that adequate time had been spent with them? I would say yes. And let me make it clear, I'm not saying that we are to only focus on our family and that if someone is in the ministry, that is bad. What I am saying is that we as a church must care for our own members. We need to look around our pews and see who needs us. How many lonely people sit in our churches across America? How many are even more lonely now that they don't even get to go to church? We need to be calling our brothers and sisters in Christ and seeing how they are, asking if there is anything we can do for them and sincerely mean it. That means if we don't get to go do certain things, then we put that to the side. If we don't get to do our favorite hobby or go to our favorite restaurant, but instead spend that time with somebody else, that's okay. Because in Galatians 6.10, it says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. We are to do good when given the opportunity but we are to especially do it to those who are our brethren. We will find true happiness when we set our own desires and agendas aside in order to bless and help another. Can I just encourage you to reach out, to truly look around and see who needs me? Who can I help? Who can I bless with my time and my love? Who can I stoop down in kindness to help and lift somebody who is maybe weighed down with many burdens. We are called to make a difference and we make a difference when we are kind. Number six on our list is Proverbs sixteen twenty: He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Trust is a big thing, especially when it involves others, because it means we are opening ourselves up, that we are leaning on someone else beside ourselves. This is what we are to do with God. We need to lean on him, to trust him with our life. And when we do, we will be happy because he's the only one who will never let us down. He will never disappoint and will forever be faithful. This is such a wonderful reminder to me and is definitely something to be happy about. Our next passage is James 5 verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. I like this one. We count them happy which endure. To endure is to persevere, to not quit even when things are hard. I think this is a little like work. It's not always pleasant, but when we reach the end, when we finish something so monumental that takes all of our strength and willpower, there's an inner happiness that takes place. There will be many things that we must endure, but we can be sure that it is not in vain and the end reward will be worth it all. And the last one I want to talk about today is found in 1 Peter 3, 
verse 14. But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. This can be hard for many of us to grasp, especially if we are talking about happiness, since we think of happy as good things like presents, conversations with friends, and beautiful days of sunshine. But as we have been talking about for the past few minutes, happiness is much more than that. Happiness is a state of being, not just a fleeting moment of goodness. We will go through seasons of suffering, and many times it will be for our faith. But it's not a bad thing. Our Lord suffered and agonized on the cross for us. And he considered it a joy. When the disciples were beaten, they were left with great joy because they had suffered for Christ. May we have the same attitude as they to, to not flee suffering, but remember who we are suffering for. It is a privilege to be called a child of God and all that it entails. And with that, I would like to wrap up our time together today. I know we have covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time, so let's just kind of recap it a little bit. Happiness is not about us, our circumstances. Its source comes from many things, but there are two common threads, Christ and others. Apart from either, you will never truly be happy. We will spend our life looking in vain if we only seek it for ourselves. I found this little paragraph from a man called Tim Keller. I'm not really sure of his background, but I liked this statement. So here it is. And I quote, here is the irony. The less you're concerned about happiness and the more you're concerned about him, meaning God, the happier you get. This is why true happiness is never found in external circumstances. It is a byproduct of seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness, unquote. My friends, that is what it is all about, seeking first our God, seeking his righteousness, and seeking to bless others. And here are a couple of other quotes that I found. Folks are usually about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And that's from Abraham Lincoln. Let that quote sink in a little. We can choose to be grumpy, and we can choose to be miserable, or we can choose to be happy to make up our minds to see the good. As Christians, we will never avoid suffering, but we can still be happy. I found this beautiful little quote that I think sums up this entire podcast perfectly. Happiness is like jam. You can't spread even a little without getting some on yourself. So let's spread some happiness today, shall we? I promise it will not be a wasted effort. And our time is up for today. I would love to know your thoughts. You can reach me through my website, www.sitstillmydaughter.com or through social media. I am on Facebook and Instagram as Sit Still My Daughter. And can I ask if you haven't already to just hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. It helps others to find me when searching for a new podcast to listen to. And also, if you haven't already, go to my website and check out the new Sit Still My Daughter magazine. I promise it will be a blessing. It is filled with wonderful articles that will leave you encouraged and feeling extremely blessed. And you can pick up your digital copy for just $6.99 and download it to your device, or you can even bless somebody else and spread a little happiness by sending it to them. All you have to do is set, put in their email address when you pay for it, and it'll go directly to them. And you can just message them and say, hey, check for a little gift from me. I pray that each of you have a wonderful day. And I also pray that we would be willing to be used to spread 
a little happiness to those the Lord sends our way. Thank you.